0: This Family Life news podcast is made possible by the support of listeners like you. And welcome back to another edition of Capital Connection. Fridays during the noon report, we give you, the listener, direct connection to what's happening in Albany and Harrisburg with the experts on the issues at the state capitals. They are, as always, Michael Gere at the Pennsylvania Family Institute and Jason McGuire at New Yorkers for Constitutional Freedoms. Gentlemen, lots on our plate. Uh, Let's dig right in. Jason, we'll start with you the New York State Republican Convention uh, met in Binghamton this week. Uh, I think it's the first time in about uh, 20 years they've held their nominating convention there in the Parlor City, hosting that uh, political pep rally. Um, what do you think uh, when it comes to Republican chances in 2024? Uh, is this the year that they could uh, threaten that one-party rule in Albany, Jason?
1: Well, I think the goal there is to try to bring break break the Democratic supermajority. It's unlikely that they're going to take the state house. It would take uh, quite a few seats to make that happen. But I think their goal will be to break the Democratic supermajority. And again, the governor isn't up this year, so they're really focused on state legislative seats and congressional seats across the Empire State.
0: Well, I know, Michael, polls this time of the year don't really mean much, but uh, the latest ABC 27 Emerson College poll has uh, Senator Bob Casey up by 10 points over Dave McCormick. It's still early in the game. What does McCormick need to do? to make this race competitive. Yeah,
2: this race is going to definitely tighten up as we approach November. I think the big issue in this race is name recognition, the Casey name has been known in Pennsylvania for decades from his father, who was governor, and then uh, now the senior senator here in Pennsylvania, Robert Casey Jr., a shadow of his father. But McCormick has a lot of money behind him, and there's no real primary opponent or anything that he has to worry about. So I think it is definitely going to tighten as we approach the fall.
0: Gotcha. Jason, this is the first time we've had a chance to talk since the Independent Redistricting Commission came out with the new-look congressional map. Still got to be signed off on by the state legislature. But what do you think think of the map that they came up with.
1: Well, I think the map doesn't have a lot of change from what was originally proposed, and that's probably going to be problematic uh, for the state legislature. I think they may very well reject these maps, and then I think we're going to be really behind the eight ball, and it's going to be a fight to see what maps come out in the future.
0: Michael, the Shapiro budget calling for deep cuts to cyber charter schools while public schools would be in for an economic windfall if that budget is adopted as is. Is that fair to the cyber charters? I know they've been under a lot of scrutiny in Pennsylvania.
2: I don't think it is fair. You know, the governor has proposed increasing basic education funding. That means the brick-and-mortar public schools by $1.1 billion, but is looking to significantly cut the amount of money that is going to... Cyber charter schools. Now, cyber charter schools have become immensely popular across Pennsylvania, especially since COVID. Uh, but because it's not brick and mortar schools and because some of them are not part of the teachers' union, the opposition continues against these cyber charter schools. And these cutbacks, I don't think, are fair for those families uh, that are getting a, a great education for the children in those schools.
0: Jason, February is Black History Month. Recently, the governor commissioned the Slave Reparations Task Force. I know a number of other states are doing this. Where do things stand with that uh, task force in New York?
1: Well, with February being Black History Month, I expect there will be a splash that by this time next week, before the end of the month, uh, the governor and the legislators will announce their appointees to the reparations committee here in the Empire State. Where it goes from there remains to be seen, but keep an eye on California and New York as what they do in reparations will probably be indicative of what happens in some other places as well.
0: Michael, this month there was a story out of the Philadelphia area, a district voting to rescind its bathroom a locker room policy for a transgender student. What was the basis for this about-face and is there any legal recourse for concerned parents and students?
2: Yeah, that's a school district in Montgomery County called the perky Valley School District, and basically, newly elected school board there decided to overturn the policy that had been previously enacted, the common sense policy protecting the privacy of students in private spaces like locker rooms and uh, bathrooms. I think the motivation for the school board to do that is just simply the pressure from the woke culture, from uh, the teacher unions, from ACLU and others that are telling them they have to do that. They don't have to do that. As far as legal recourse, there's not much that can be done in the courts right now because of an adverse ruling from the Third Circuit Court of Appeals, but there is a recourse which is for students who are concerned about this to speak up and the parents to speak up as well, to go to school board meetings. And perhaps eventually replace the school board members who made this bad decision.
0: Jason, New York continues to lead the nation when it comes to out-migration. No surprise there. Governor Hochul says the main reason for this is the cost of housing. So she has this plan to construct some 800,000 new housing units over the next decade. I know you've got some serious concerns with that. Is this the year that that happens? I know she's real adamant about that.
1: Well, the governor's trying a different approach this year. Uh, rather than using the sticks, she's you- using the carrot. And that was quite literal as she actually had a recent event at the uh, state capitol where they brought out carrots for everyone to have as as indicative of the fact that she was trying a different approach. This is incentivizing localities trying to increase housing. While some of the issue is good, we do want to work on housing uh, here. I am afraid that the increased incentive from the state may be too much for some localities to resist, and that may not be in the best interest of some of the residents in those
0: locations. Well, there was a report out, Michael, Pennsylvania is sitting on a huge budget surplus. The uh, Pennsylvania legislature apparently has some $300 million in reserve funds. This is taxpayer money uh, that they're sitting on. Uh, What should be done with that money, Michael?
2: Well, my initial reaction was I think they could all go to Disney World and give us all a break from the crazy ideas that they're generating out of the Capitol. But uh, in all seriousness, that is kind of excessive. This is not a rainy day fund for the government, but specifically for the legislature. They have this pile of money to be able to keep operating if there's a budget stalemate that happens, that has happened in the past with Governor Rendell, for example, when he forced casino gambling on our state. He withheld the budget all the way to Christmas time, and the legislature Legislature ran out of money, basically, to pay the staffers and all of those sorts of things. So they built up this nest egg to be able to withstand a budget standoff. But I still think three hundred million is quite excessive.
0: Yeah, it's never a good idea to leave a lot of money like that in the hands of lawmakers. Yeah. They can find ways to spend it. We probably don't want them to. Um, yes. Jason, the twenty twenty four Legislative Day Day of Action is quickly approaching. I know Family Life is honored to partner with you on. On that event. It's great to have it back in person as well. Uh, this year, March 12th, it's a Tuesday. What can New Yorkers expect when they show up at that event?
1: Yeah, it's going to be a terrific day. We have a number of uh, speakers coming in. We have Pastor Michael Cervello, who uh, is from Redeemer in Utica. He'll be sharing a powerful pro-life message and sharing his personal testimony in that regard. Uh, we're also looking forward to having a parents' rights panel as we're looking at not only what's happening in education in New York, but looking toward that uh, so-called Equal Rights Amendment that is mm-hmm. coming to the November ballot this year. And then we're also going to have a speaker on assisted suicide as that battle is heating up in Albany, and some public witness and demonstration uh, with some of the values we care about. So it's important that New Yorkers show up and legislators see that we're engaged.
0: And there's no cost to attend, but you still need to register, right?
1: Yeah, we're encouraging registration so we can prepare, but no cost to attend.
0: Awesome. Well, hey, Michael, primary day is fast approaching, April twenty third, and there I thought that was kind of interesting. You know, hear these stories of maybe legislation that's a, a solution in search of a problem. I don't know if this would uh, fit under that bill, but a PA Democrat apparently wants to ban firearms at polling stations in Pennsylvania. Your thoughts on that?
2: Well, you know, it may be a solution in search of a problem, but there are about 10 states, including Texas, South Carolina, and Florida, that do prohibit guns at polling places. Uh, The representative that's promoting this or proposing this, Tim Brennan, is a Democrat from Bucks County. He thinks it's needed to protect the poll workers, the volunteers that are working at the polling places. And there was an incident in Harrisburg uh, last year where a man showed up with some guns because he thought somebody had stolen his wallet. He was interdicted by police, and so that didn't go anywhere. And people might remember, back um, around 2008 or so what was called the new black panther party had uh, people standing outside of polling places that seemed to be inducing voter intimidation and the justice department looked into that whether or not it's needed here in pennsylvania though i'm not really sure
0: all right well hey that'll have to do it this week we are out of time but get registered for legislative day 2024 in new york jason where can folks go online to do that newyorkfamilies.org. And read all about how the Shapiro budget is impacting cyber charter schools this year. Michael, what's your website, sir? PAFamily.org. Thank you for listening to this Family Life News Podcast. If you've been encouraged by what you've heard, please share it with others and click the subscribe button to automatically receive future episodes. Family Life is a listener-supported ministry. Podcasts like this are made possible by your financial partnership. Find out more at familylife.org.